praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I welcome us again to another edition of Faith for Dominion. My name is Larry Janoku, and I welcome you today. And I hope your day has been good. I know for some of us, it may be in the night. I hope our night and our day has been good. And for some of us, we are midday here. I hope everything is going on fine. I trust God to bless us again, even in his word, as he will always do in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are watching this broadcast at a later time, note that the same power that is available live is also available to you as you take in God's word. The only thing you need is just make sure your faith is activated. The Bible says the word that they had, the message they had those days, the word that came to them did not profit them because it did not meet faith in their spirit, in their heart. So it is important that all you just need is the ingredient of faith, irrespective of the time you are listening. And um, if for adventure last week, last Saturday, you were not around to join Faith um, Dominion Voice Breakfast Meeting, please note that is on all the platforms. I want you to go listen to it. Are you about to marry or you are married? or you are already having challenges or so please go listen to that message. It is important for us all to know that faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. When we hear the right word, our faith is enacted, our faith begins to grow. And it is very important for us all to note this. It is important. You can have a blissful marriage, you can have a great marriage. And I tell you, beloved, you can definitely succeed in your home when we have the right information. When we are not informed, we will eventually be deformed. But when we are informed adequately of what we are doing, you can be very sure that there cannot be any form of deformation in our lives. I welcome us today. Amen. Last week we started, I mean two weeks ago now, we started a series of, we started this teaching, recognizing the voice of God. Recognizing the voice of God or the voice of the Spirit. And it is important for us to note this, shall we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We bless your name. We thank you for bringing us together again to learn at your feet. We pray today, speak your word to us. Let this word transform our lives. Let this form mold us into who you want us to be. And let your name alone be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, recognizing the voice of the Spirit. We were able to establish that, I want, we were able to establish in time past, that voices do speak. And we looked at what voice, what a voice is. And then we looked at the voice of the flesh. And uh, I want you to also please go back and listen to the first two episodes that you can connect well. So there are several voices that speaks to us. There is the voice of the flesh. The voice of the flesh is not necessarily the voice of the, it's not the voice of the devil. It is just the innate flesh um, exhibiting itself. And the voice of the flesh makes it makes itself known through desires or feelings of what, what is easy for the flesh to do. We would say that flesh will never want to fast. Flesh will always want to feast and feast and feast and become a gluten. Flesh will always want to do those, go through the path that is easy. Flesh does not want to do any spiritual exercise. Flesh does not want to pray. 
flesh always wants to go on the path of ease. And we looked at this on the voice of the flesh. And last week, we moved further to say, hey, looking at the voice of the devil. And we're able to establish that the voice of the devil is that voice that speaks to us to directly disobey God. And we looked into the scripture in the book of Matthew when we looked at when the devil took Jesus Christ and uh, began to tempt him in the period of, of temptation. The first thing he said, he said, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to become bread. And Jesus Christ said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Why? The devil came from the dimension of the flesh. The devil takes those, those parts of him and then he will look at the area of the flesh and then he wants to collaborate it and, and, and stay on it for us to be able to disobey God. He knew Jesus Christ was fasting. He knew that the flesh wanted food. And the next thing he told him is he connected with the flesh, with the manifestation of the flesh. If you are the son of God, turn this stone to become bread. And Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone. So that is the dimension of the devil leveraging on the flesh. Now remember what the scripture says in the book of James. It said everyone that is tempted is tempted along the area of those things that entices him. Along those areas that he loves. That's what the Bible says in James. So the devil will want to speak to us to disobey God in that area that he knows that you have a longing. You have a desire towards. If you are somebody that loves eating pizza for example. You will realize that when the devil is going to tempt you, he will tell you to disobey God, to steal, or to do all those things in the area of those things that entices you. That's what the devil does. If the devils know that you're a, you have a weakness, the flesh is stronger in a particular area, you will leverage on that. So the voice of the devil is that voice that makes or tells us to disobey God. When you look at that same Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, 2, 10, the second thing Jesus Christ, uh, the devil told you to say it is, he took Jesus Christ to the holy city. He took him to the holy city and put him not anywhere, but in the pinnacle of the temple. Listen to me. The devil can come to speak to anyone, even in places that you least expect. He didn't take Jesus Christ to the place like Sodom and Gomorrah. He took him to the holy city. And not only in the holy city, not anywhere in the holy city, not even in the market square. He took him right to the pinnacle of the temple. That is to tell you, beloved, the devil can speak even to, or to anyone to do things that are not right, even in his household, even the household of God. And we hear, I mean, the devil can tempt you to steal. The devil can tempt you to lust. The devil can speak to you to disobey God, even in, his, even in the household of God. So it is important. The devil told him, he said, now if you are truly the, if you, he said he took him to the item and said, if you are truly the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He now quoted the scriptures. That is the devil talking. The devil knows scriptures. So if you think the devil does not know scripture, he won't quote the scriptures. You know, he knows the scripture. He has been way, way before you were born. Remember, he was seated with Christ. He was seated with, he was, and he was the, the devil before he fell. He was in heaven. So he had been before, even far, far way back. For he said, he will give his angels charge over you, lest you dash your, and bear you up in your hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus Christ replied him, he said, look, it is written also, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The devil did not give up again. This is the voice of the devil. He took him now to an exceedingly high mountain. He didn't take him to the valley. He took him to an exceedingly high mountain. The high mountain is a place where people go pray. 
He took him to the exceedingly high mountain to see if he could confuse Jesus. And then he spoke to him again. He said, look, look at all the world. Look at the kingdom of the world. Listen, it was delivered to me. Truly, it was delivered to him. And I made an, an, um, an illustration last week about the level where every child of God is. Where you are as a redeemed, as a redeemed child of God. And where you, the person who is not redeemed and the position. I want you to go and listen to last week's message. Please, it's important. Now, he now took him to an exceedingly high mountain. And what did he say? He said, look, look at the glory. Yeah, this was delivered to me. He said, the only thing I want you to do is that you don't need to go to the cross. You don't need to die a shameful death. All you just need to do is just bow down, fall down and worship me. Bow, fall and worship me. And Jesus Christ said to him, away with, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Listen to me. The devil may speak to you. He may speak to you a thousand and one times. It is important for every one of us to know that you have the power to resist the devil. You have the power to resist the devil. You have the power to resist the flesh. You have the power to resist the devil. You have the absolute power. If you give in, it is because you have given in. And they listen. So we say, well, I was trapped. It is not possible. God said in his the word, he said, even anyone that does this, he said, when the devil comes to tempt you and things get so tiring and so difficult, he said, he will always provide a way of escape. Yeah, there's always at least one way of escape. Now it depends on you whether you will take that way of escape or not. And most people who don't take that way of escape, they end up being in shame. Now listen, Joseph, the voice of the devil manifesting through the flesh came through Potiphar's wife. He said, come and lie with me, Joseph. Come and lie with me. You are good looking. Come and lie with me. And you can be very sure that everything in this house will automatically, you become just the deputy of Potiphar. That was the one of the closest period, the closest time wherein Joseph was going to have said the truth. It means that when you are getting close to your miracles, when you are getting close to your breakthrough, the devil will show up in different ways. Remember from that position, he went into the prison. And it was from that prison, he interpreted the dream. And three years after he interpreted the dream, he, was, he ascended into the throne. Remember, Joseph was sold into slavery at the age of 17. But he never got to the throne until the age of 30. So that means when Joseph was 27 years, three years to the throne, that was when all this began to show up. Potiphar's wife began to lure him. But you know what Joseph said? He told the devil straight through the address the devil in the flesh. He said, look, my master has given him everything in my care except you. And I cannot do this and sin against my God, not against his master. Because his master is a limited person whose life is in his nursery. Now listen, when the devil comes to tell you to disobey God, tell him to get lost. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil will always look at those areas that entices you, those areas that looks good, and from there he will penetrate to say you should go and disobey God. If you don't eat pizza, the devil is unlikely to tell you to eat pizza. He knows that you're not going to eat because, but if the devil knows that you love pasta, he will tell you, go ahead and disobey God and eat pasta. He wouldn't tempt you, he wouldn't tell you to do those things that he knows you ordinarily will not love. So it is important for every one of us to know, for everyone to know that the voice of the devil is the voice that tells you to 
outrightly disobey God. What are such voices like that? It is the voice of the devil that tells you as an accountant to turn the figures, to change the figures because you have stolen. It is the voice of the devil that will tell you to steal. It is the voice of the devil that will tell you to disobey God outrightly. It is the voice of the devil that will tell you to break the laws of God. It is the voice of the devil that will tell you that you should do those things that goes contrary to the voice of God. It is the voice of the devil that will tell you that can't you see that God is not faithful? Look at that friend. Look at that friend. Look at that friend. Look at that person. That person just changed this car. That person just bought a home. That person just did this. You see, you have been abandoned. You have been abandoned. And then you begin to sit down and begin to say, oh, I think so. I think God does not really care. Oh, I think nobody cares about me. That's the voice of the devil. It's the voice of the devil that will make you to be an ingrate, to be ungrateful. How do we become ungrateful? When God has blessed you, God bless you with a car, God bless you with children, God bless you with a home, God bless you with good health, God bless you with a thin eyes, a breathing nose, I mean a, breath, a, breath, a breathing lung, God bless you with a, with a mouth. Everybody is celebrating, everybody loves you. The devil will tell you, you should be ungrateful. The devil will tell you, ignore all those things. Look at those things that you don't have. Or look at those things that are in the life of other people. Which necessarily is not applicable or necessary for your journey in life. Unnecessary for your own journey in life. Look at what you need for your journey. And listen to the voice of God. And just obey and give thanks to him. Give thanks to him. Somebody is buying, possibly, uh, somebody says, oh, he just bought a house. And the house is so big, about five, six rooms. Go look at him. How many, do you have a large family that need that kind of a room? Do you have a large, you just have two children or three children. And you want to have a house that have about eight rooms. And what do you need it for? You are not a minister of the gospel that is saying, okay, you may be hosting ministers when they come to city or something, just for your family. And then you lock up rooms and you say, wow, you are comfortable because you have, it is a waste. God will always give to you what you need for your journey. He's obliged to give to you what you need for the journey. And he's obliged to give to somebody what he needs for his own journey. That's the way God works. That's the way God works. So you have to know exactly that the voice of the devil is the voice that tells you to outrightly disobey God. He speaks to you. And listen to me. How does this voice of the devil come? He can come even through your closest friend. He can even come through your spouse. Remember what Jesus Christ said. Peter came to him. He just kind of asked his disciples. He said, who do men see I am? And he also said, some say you are these, you are prophets. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are this and that. And then he's now examples. Who do you say I am? And you know what Peter said? He said, you are Jesus. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Whoa, Jesus Christ looked at him. Peter, no, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but has been revealed to you by my father in heaven. And then he now turned further and, and spoke further and said, the hour is coming and it will come when the son of man will be killed and he will die. And Peter called him and said, don't say that again. You're not going to die. Immediately, Jesus Christ recognized the two voices. Number one, the voice of God, the voice of the Spirit spoke through Peter. And within the same period of time, the voice of the devil began to speak through him again. You will not die. Jesus Christ said, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't say, get thee behind me, Peter. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. 
by implication, it means the voice of the devil will speak now, can go speak now. The voice of the spirit will speak through a person, and that the voice of the devil can speak through that same person. It now depends on you to be able to know which voice is speaking through that vessel. How can you explain it? Even just like I said, the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter. For it is on this rock that I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the same Peter, on the same period of time, Jesus recognizing that this is not the spirit that is speaking, that is the voice of the devil. Now listen to me carefully. You may have a friend. You may have a wife. You may have a husband. You may have a, a, a close confidant. You even, when they advise and speak, take it and put it under the light of God's word. Put it under the light of the word of God. Because if you don't put it under that light, you will not be able to know exactly which voice is speaking at the, and, and which time, at each, at each time. We have to put it under the void, under the light of God's word. You have to put it under the light of God's word and listen for the voice of the spirit. For the fact that somebody spoke to you yesterday and it was an accurate prophecy and it was a word that came in line that was just unmarked does not mean that that person cannot tomorrow miss it. That is why the Bible says we should test our spirit. And even if there is a word of prophecy that has been said to you, every prophet that comes to you must come to edify, to, they must come to edify you. It must come to, it, no one of prophecy should put you under fear or under bondage. It is very, very important. It must exalt, it must edify. So the voice of the devil will tell you to outrightly disobey God. And the channel through the voice of the devil can come, it can come through any channel. But it is now your responsibility and my responsibility to listen beyond the voice of that person that is speaking to us to know who and who is the character behind this speaking. Who is this person speaking? But it's, oh, but my wife could, could say, oh, maybe it's my husband or my spouse. For the father that is your spouse does not mean she could be ill, she could be 100% right. You have to be able to know. You have to be able to know that, okay, who is speaking through this? Because the human element may also come in at times. So you have to know. Now, if you are around people who are politicians, the worst of them all. You are behind, you are around people who do not have a root, who do not have a base. That is even worse off. That's worse. Because if you cannot recognize the voice of the devil when people speak to you, you will damage a lot of things. You will damage relationships. You will damage your relationship with man at times and even with God. So the voice of the devil. Nobody is exempted to being tempted through the voice of the devil. Praise God forevermore. Amen. I want to slow down here and ask the question. When every time somebody speaks to you, do you try to find out or there is a voice that is speaking from within you? Do you try to find out if it is the devil that is speaking? Please, take your time. Listen. Listen. Then the next voice I'll be talking to you about and recognizing the voice of the Spirit is the voice of reasoning. The voice of reasoning is the voice of the mind. Now I want us to know that our mind, man is created to be a trapezoidal being. You are a spirit originally. You have a soul and your soul lives in the body. Your body will decay after you have left. It will go back to dust where it came from. 
the soul will go and give account to God. For every the soul that sinneth shall die. That's what the scripture says. For every man, every soul shall give account of itself. It is the soul that will give account. Now, inside the soul, which we call the solical realm, is where you have your will, you have your intellect, and you have your capacity to reason. Now, inside the soul is the five senses. That is the eyes to see, the air to hear, the skin to feel, the nose to smell, and the tongue to taste. Now, in these five senses, these five senses dwell in the soul realm. They don't dwell in the body. Your soul lives in the body. Your body is just a temple. It's just a house, a container that contains the soul. So inside this realm is the soul. Now, the mind is in the soul. So there is the voice of the mind. There's the voice of reasoning. Voice of reasoning. Now, when we give our heart to Christ, God does not want us to... to for our, God does not want our, our mind to go on vacation. No, 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 no. Our mind shouldn't go on vacation. No. Our mind must be put to work. The, our brain is in the skull. Our mind must not go on vacation. Our mind must be intact. However, our mind must be submissive. Our mind must mix with the, with the Spirit of God. When our minds meet with the Spirit of God and our mind is under the subject of the Spirit of God, that is when the scripture says, ye have the mind of Christ. Do you have the mind of Christ? If your mind is in isolation, then you don't have the mind of Christ. But when you give your heart to Christ, and not only give your heart to Christ alone, then you now begin to, to train your mind in line with the word of God. That's why the scripture says in the book of Romans chapter 12, it said, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind, that is the saints realm, the solical realm. And how do you renew this? You renew your mind by the study of the word, by taking in the word. That is by implication, there are some things that you have learned in time past, which is wrong. You have to unlearn it and then relearn the word of God. That is what the Bible talks about, being transformed. You have to unlearn the things that you have learned which were wrong before, and then you will not learn the correct thing. Unlearn to relearn the right thing. So when your mind, our mind must be functional. It is in the reasoning realm that medical doctors operate in. The mind realm is where lawyers operate in. The mind realm is where economists and people who governs and give economic principles, it is in the mind realm that it operates. It is in the right mind realm that you relate with your children, relate to your children, and you relate with your husband, your realm, your mind, your mind, your mind. God does not want our mind to go on vacation. The mind is the place where are we, the brain functions. That's where decisions are taken. It is with the mind that things, operations of that, that we operate in, in when it comes to the physical things. Now listen. The mind is divided, maybe divided into three parts. There is the memory. The memory is that part that the mind used to recall those things that are past. That is, you can remember what happened yesterday. You can remember what happened to you 20 years ago. You can remember what happened to you when you were in your primary school. You can still remember your friend. You are recalling. It's with your mind you are pulling those information. Now, there is the second part of the mind, which is 
the part of contemplation. You want to take a decision right now. It is with your mind. For instance, you are driving. You get to a crossroad. You, either you turn to your left or to your right. It is with your mind you are contemplating. Which way should I turn to? Okay, if I turn to the left, I may meet some traffic. Let me go through the right. I may need to go around, but I will avoid the traffic. At that point in time, you are at that crossroad, you are contemplating. You are contemplating. When you are contemplating and you are slow in taking a decision, the car behind your back begins to hoof at you. Pam, 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 move, move, move. And then you have to make up your mind as quickly as possible, either to go to the left or to go to the right. That means you are contemplating. The other part is the future, which is the imagination. All these things take place in the mind. Your imagination is the ability to be able to think into the future and bring the future to the present and take a decision now. That is imagination. Your imagination is being able to paint pictures, mental pictures of where you want to get to. It is all these things stays in the mind. So it is the voice of reasoning that takes place. God gave us the voice of reason to be able to take decisions when it comes to in and out things. However, the voice of reasoning must, for a child of God, for you and I, our voice of reasoning, we must make sure that it is filled with the word of God. That's when the Spirit of God comes in and then the mind of, we take on the mind of Christ. You know things that are going to happen in the future. You know how the decision to take. You are under the influence of God the influence of the spirit so your our mind is important if you ignore the voice of reasoning 100 percent you will end up being a fool but the voice of reasoning must be submitted to the voice of god now when the voice of reasoning is speaking it tell it has limitations because it can only see through the five you can only see and take decision only to the five senses only to the five senses however However, when you, when you submit your mind to God, now the voice, God, we're still going to get to that time when you talk about the voice of God. Then the, 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 the voice of God, the direction of God is going to tell you to do those things which does not make, that don't make sense to the mind. And you say, oh, this does not make sense. It does not add up empirically. That means you are submitting yourself 100% to the voice of reason. Our voice of reasoning must not be given totally our mind must not be given totally to the voice of reasoning. As a child of God, we must submit this also to God. We must submit it also to God. Now, the mind is important. The mind is not always against God, except you have submitted it to the devil. And that is where the battleground is. The battle for every man's soul is in the mind. The seat of understanding is in the mind. Philip asked that Ethiopian Enoch, do you understand that what you read is talking about? Do you comprehend? For God to reach you, you have to be able to understand the spirit. You have to understand his word. You have to understand what we are talking about. The mind is very important. It's the battleground. And you must, the battle is always on there. And you must allow God to win. You must allow God to win. And what you feed will eventually determine who win, like I said last week. So please note this. The mind is very, very powerful. The mind is much more powerful than the computer because it was the mind that processed the computer. The mind is much more powerful than the phone. The mind is much more powerful than your tab. It was the mind that put it together, that assembled it. The, the product is not bigger or much more better or stronger than the manufacturer. Your mind is the manufacturing factory. And when you sharpen your mind, you are good. That is why every day it is important for every one of us to make sure you read. 
It's important if you do not if you have not cultivated the habit of reading, then you have to listen. You have to listen. Listen to audios on books on audio. Listen to the Bible. Read the Bible. Read books. The more of things you read, the sharper your mind will be, and the more accurate you may be able to take decisions when it comes to mundane things, physical things. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So your mind cannot go into the realm of the spiritual, except has been trained to enter into that realm. I'm going to stop here. What exactly do you expose your mind to? How do you monitor your mind? And it is important for you to submit your mind to God. Are you there? You are not born again. Your mind is not submitted to God. But you, I want to give you the opportunity today to give your heart to Jesus so that your mind can be captivated and enveloped by the, voice, by the Holy Spirit so that you can do those things that God wants you to do. Paul said, those things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. And those things I want to do, I find myself not doing it. Why? Because there is a force that is greater that is taking him. But say, thanks be to Jesus who has done this for him, who has set him free. For there is therefore now no condemnation for you. Hmm. Jesus Christ is not condemning you. God is not mad at you. He wants you to submit your life to him. You want to do that right now? Please say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to submit my life to you. I am sorry for my sins. And I ask that your precious blood cleanse me from all my sins. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. And I confess with my heart, with my mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, I am saved. Today, I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. I want you to look for a Bible-believing church. And go there and give your and go to the pastor, submit to him and grow. And please get the Bible and start studying the word of God. You may please write me on dominionvoiceoutreach.gmail.com at gmail.com. Please write and let me know. I will, I will, will I'll connect with you. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, I pray for everybody that is under the sound of my voice this day. We have heard your word on how to recognize the voice of the Spirit. How not to recognize the voice of the Spirit. How to recognize the voice of the devil, the voice of the flesh, and the voice of the mind. Father, I pray that the ability and the grace to recognize your voice at all times will receive in Jesus' name. I pray for everyone today that you will be strong. You will walk with the Lord. You will not go back into sin. You will consistently walk with God in all the, all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Till I come your way again next week, this same time, 12 noon Edmonton time, North America, or 4 o'clock, 7, 7 o'clock West African Europe. Till I come back your way next week, have a great day. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.